sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Guess what? You're pregnant and you're still breastfeeding. Maybe this was the surprise of your life or maybe you'd plan to tandem nurse. Regardless, breastfeeding while pregnant can definitely feel different to say the least. I'm so excited to welcome back today's expert, Andrea J. Blanco, a private practice international board certified lactation consultant in Miami, Florida with Loving Start Lactation Services. Today we are discussing breastfeeding while pregnant. This is The Boob Group, episode 74. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Did you know that all of our episodes are now free? Yes, you heard me correctly. We have opened up our archives so that our listeners have access to all of our episodes anytime, anywhere. Just download them from our website theboobgroup.com. You can use our apps available in iTunes and Amazon Marketplace, or you can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and have our episodes automatically added to your account each week. Today we are joined by three lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? I'm Stephanie. I'm 26. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I forget my age all the time too. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I have one boy who is 28 months, and I'm 25 weeks pregnant. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, my name is Miranda Harris. I'm 21, and I stay at home with my 20-month-old son, and I'm also 20 weeks pregnant. Awesome. Hi, my name is Katie Griffith. I am currently a stay-at-home mom, taking off time from being a special education teacher. Um, I am staying at home with my son, who will be two at the end of the month, and my daughter, who is five weeks old today. Oh, and she's in the studio. So if you hear any little hiccups or, <laughs> or some little coos, um, that's because we got a little cutie pie in the studio today. Um, I'd also like to just welcome MJ, our producer to the show. MJ, tell us a little bit about yourself as well as our virtual panelist program. Yes. Oh, I'm MJ. I am 37. Um, stay-at-home mom to Jason, who's 27 months, and I'm just doing what I love, taking care of him, and also got the opportunity um, to help you mamas with breastfeeding. So I'm super excited, um, and one of my jobs is to kind of bring 
the um, online community into our shows. Um, if you can't be in the studio with us, um, you can still be a part of the shows by giving your opinion and showing, sharing your experiences wherever you are by being a virtual panelist. So we are, um, during the shows, posting live updates and questions that we're actually asking our in-studio panelists so you can answer them as well and give your advice. Um, we're going to provide information about the topics and we're also going to pick a winner at the end of the day to receive a one-month subscription to the Boo Group Club where you get extra content and special giveaways. And if you're on Twitter, just use the hashtag Boo Group VP. Awesome. Thanks, MJ. <coughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Well, so before we get started with our interview with Andrea, we're going to talk a little bit about some headlines that have been uh, making their way around the internet. And this one actually hits quite close to home. So the the headline is Poway Mother says school district discriminated against her for breastfeeding her baby. And so this incident happened actually in April, but it's just kind of coming to a head right now. Um, so a local mom who's actually been on our boob group um, multiple times, her name is Rachel Rainbolt, um, she was nursing her one-year-old in a kind of like a parent-teacher meeting um, when the teacher started to say that she couldn't do that. Um, and then when Rachel told her that she was it was her right. She's able to breastfeed in public. Um, she went so far to say that her child, her older child, who the meeting was about, her seven-year-old, would not be able to participate in presentations with his classmates if she was going to breastfeed her one-year-old at these presentations. So Rachel has taken this um, to uh, social media, and after trying to go through the state and it just not working for her too well yet, um, we're actually hosting a nurse-in um, in this upcoming week. Um, well, actually, by the time this airs, I guess it'll be a couple weeks past. But anyhow, um, and so the the question I'm kind of throwing out to all of our panelists right now is so the dis the district says, um, and this is kind of what they're holding on to, that they're abiding by the civil code um, and the education code in California, and what they're having in, in balancing the rights of mothers to publicly breastfeed with their responsibility to provide a classroom environment that is safe and supportive of all student learning. And that's what they're holding on to. So my question for you all is, um, do you think breastfeeding is, Im is impeding on a child's um, right to have a safe classroom environment? Um, what are your thoughts on it? Well, not yeah. at all. <laughs> it seems pretty atrocious that uh, she's being put through all of that, and it's been blown up so huge. It's amazing. I don't even. It's. <laughs> yeah, we have we have over a hundred people now who have said that they're coming to the yeah, nursing. I'll be there. Awesome. Very cool. Um, I also agree that I. I do not think it's impeding on education, especially since this occurred in a meeting, not in the middle of a school day. Um, 
And also, usually children don't even notice it's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it's not something that I feel affected any anybody. I, yeah. I actually think adults probably make a bigger deal out of it than children, children. do. Kids are usually just curious and are like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm feeding my baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if anything, anything it's, it's going to help. It's an right? educational moment. Exactly. It's it, a learning yeah. experience. It's, yeah. it's something that's normal that occurs around children in public everywhere. Um, and they probably don't even notice half the time it's and going on. So. Unfortunately, adults want to just compare it to this huge sexual thing that's happening when you can easily say, well, just like how a kitten nurses. and mm-hmm. Exactly. I know we were at the Del Mar Fair once and my kids saw this pig, you know, feeding her little piglets. And they're like, look, mom, the pig's breastfeeding. And I'm like, she is, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting. We'll, we'll provide a little update on our nursing and how this whole thing turns out as well, especially since Rachel's been such a great person, um, a great panelist on all of our shows. So um, thank you for sharing your um, your opinions ladies and we'll be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So today in the Boob Group, we're discussing breastfeeding while pregnant. Our expert, Andrea J. Blanco, has been on our show a few times this year chatting about breastfeeding toddlers, and we just adore her and couldn't wait to have her back. So, um... Our expert, just to tell you a little bit about her, if you haven't heard her on our other episodes, she is a private practice, international board certified lactation consultant in Miami, Florida, with Loving Start Lactation Services. And I first met Andrea when she decided to be a guest writer on my blog for the San Diego Breastfeeding Center, talking about breastfeeding toddlers. So thanks for joining us, Andrea, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so happy to be here today. That's great. Well, Andrea, Sunny had posted on Facebook, can breastfeeding make it more difficult to conceive? So let's start right there, even before they're pregnant. Um, Is it going to make it harder to conceive? So the short answer is that for some mothers it may. Um, Since one of the benefits to breastfeeding is natural child spacing, it, it, it can affect the mom's ability to conceive. It depends on the breastfeeding patterns of the child, how often the child is breastfeeding, and for how long at each session. Um, for those moms who are having some difficulty, changing the frequency and the duration of the breastfeeding without completely weaning may be enough to conceive. Okay. Um, and then once they conceive, what are some of the first symptoms that a breastfeeding mom will experience when she first becomes pregnant? Breast tenderness, nipple sensitivity, marked irritability, um, and possibly a dip in her supply, even though uh, that usually doesn't come, you know, later. But but there are some moms who notice right away based on that. Okay. And what are some tips to keep the nursing baby or toddler interested and happy if mom's supply takes a bit of a dip in this first, first trimester? And are there herbs she can take? And how can she really keep up her supply? 
So if the baby's taking solids already, offering more to combat the lower production may help to keep the baby satisfied with whatever's available at the breast. An older baby would have already established breastfeeding for reasons other than just food, so keeping the baby interested may not be much of an issue. Um, and an, old, an older toddler might wean because of the decreased supply or the, or the taste change, but might ask to nurse again once the baby's born. Okay. Are there any herbs that are safe for her to take? Some of the traditional herbs that we use to help moms increase their supply um, when they're not pregnant should not be used during pregnancy. There are, however, formulations on the market geared specifically for the pregnant nursing mom, which the mom can discuss with her healthcare provider. There are also some foods that are lactogenic that I feel much um, more ease referring to, things such as oatmeal or fennel, um, barley, and raw nuts, to name a few. Okay, fantastic. There's also um, a book called Mother Food, I know that I really like that has information about lactogenic foods as well. So how can a mom keep up her supply then if she does see this dip? That's a tough question. During pregnancy, milk supply is not controlled by supply and demand as it is when you're breastfeeding only and not pregnant. Um, the hormones at play during pregnancy override the milk production process. In addition, the mom is limited in what she can do to try to increase her supply because of the pregnancy. In some moms, despite their best intentions, the pregnancy does affect the supply. Okay. And do you find that it can sometimes rebound after this dip? Uh, not usually until much later in the pregnancy when the colostrum production ramps up in preparation for the upcoming birth. Okay, when is that usually? It's, it, it varies tremendously. Somewhere between the fourth and the eighth month is what I, what I found. Oh, wow. That is, that is a large discrepancy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I would love to open this to our panelists as well. So the minute I asked what the first symptoms were and you said nipple tenderness, they all like nodded their head like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, ladies, what, what did breastfeeding feel like for you in the, um, in the first tri trimester? And did you notice that there was a dip? Um, Katie. Um, I did not have a dip in supply at the first during the first trimester, um, but I definitely noticed the irritability. Um, I think the exhaustion that comes from the first trimester, um, morning sickness, and then also nursing. Um, and I had some nipple tenderness, but it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Um, so that pretty much the exhaustion is what oh, really I got bet. to me the most. I, I think. Bet. How about you, Miranda? Um, I didn't have a supply dip either, not too much sensitivity or pain while nursing. I just had a really hard time, like, keeping up with my active toddler. Oh, my God. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All you want to do is take a nap, and they're, like, running circles around you. And so I, I was really glad that I was still nursing because sometimes I could just lay on the couch with him, and he would just lay there with me and nurse for a while. Oh, that's awesome. And how about you? Um, I definitely felt a supply dip. Uh, Did you? Yeah. It, around when? Oh, God, it... It was really early on, probably around six to eight weeks, okay. somewhere in that time frame. Uh, it was incredibly obvious, and not just in the way that my toddler was eating, well, uh, nursing, but by his eating habits. He was horrible at eating solids, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, he started eating so much more food, okay. and I knew he needed <laughs> fill up that empty space and yeah I did have nipple tenderness as well it got really bad towards the end of the first trimester I was like what's wrong with me and <laughs> just a reminder you know you're pregnant <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
Okay, MJ, did any of our virtual panelists have anything to share? Yeah, Shelly, um, I think I hope I say it right, Hovies Rogers, she says, I nursed throughout my pregnancy. Nursing was teeth grating at times, all nine months, but I pushed through. My supply dropped to zero in my second trimester, but my colostrum came in at about 35 weeks. Um, and then Rebecca Spore, she says, at first she had a supply dip, but she's entering her second trimester and going strong. Nice, all right. Um, Andrea, how do most breastfeeding moms feel in the second trimester? Do things tend to get a little bit easier and a little less tender then? Yes, they, they absolutely do tend to. Pregnancy in general becomes much easier in the second trimester, whether mom is nursing or not. Morning sickness, tenderness, sensitivity, all those things tend to subside, and the mother will generally have more energy to keep up with the nursing child as well. Okay. Ladies, did you find that, that breastfeeding became a little bit easier once you hit the second trimester? I, I definitely think it did. I think um, getting into a routine became um, much easier for me, and the morning sickness slowed down, so I wasn't stressing my calorie intake as much, and um, it was just then the growing belly getting in the way. <laughs> so, then that starts. Nice. So that makes for probably some very unique uh, latching and um, Absolutely. Posi- breastfeeding positions. How about you, Miranda? Uh, my dip actually came in the second trimester, and so... I think for a couple of weeks, I didn't really hear my son swallow at all. And then maybe like a, a week ago, I think my colostrum came in. Okay. Does he seem, ha- was he upset about it or was he just happy to be there and just not necessarily doing a lot of swallowing? Uh, he seemed fine with it. He just started biting a little. Oh, did he? Yeah. To add to the nipple tenderness. <laughs> okay. How about you? Uh, the second trimester definitely was a huge improvement in many ways, of course, you know, the morning sickness and whatnot. But um, just probably a couple days ago, uh, I finally got my colostrum in. I noticed him making swallowing noises. I was like, are you getting milk? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he's been incredibly attached lately. I'm, I'm assuming he's pretty happy to actually be getting something. <laughs> oh, very cool. And he stuck through it the whole time as well. Yeah, I don't see him weaning at all. He still nurses quite frequently. <laughs> okay. okay, fantastic. Well, when we come back, we will discuss with Andrea what happens to breast milk um, when mom is pregnant, as well as what to do if you're child or you decides it's time to wean. Uh, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, we're back to the show, and thank you for being here. And we are here with Andrea J. Blanco, who is an international board-certified lactation consultant in Miami, Florida, with Loving Start Lactation Services. So, Andrea, what happens to a breastfeeding mother's milk during pregnancy? Does it change over time? Does it change in flavor? What, what exactly happens here? Well, aside from the decrease in supply, um, the taste of the milk does begin to change as the composition of the milk shifts. Uh, it's important to note that there are some moms who don't experience a, a decrease, but that's very rare. 
And how does it change over to colostrum in the beginning? Like what, what's ready for the little one? It becomes saltier. So some of the things that make the milk sweet, like the glucose and the lactose, the, 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 the availability of that shifts to more sodium and more protein, which is very colostrum-like. Okay, so when the newborn's born, that that colostrum is back ready for them. It is absolutely there, and actually, there's no need to limit the colostrum um, when before the baby gets here. So, the the mom, you know, that that's breastfeeding, that feels like she has colostrum but has not yet given birth. That baby, there isn't a limited supply until once the baby is born. Okay, and then it'll switch back over just like it would after any birth. Right, and then and then at that point, colostrum does become limited until the the mature milk comes in, which you know is around day three to day five. So at at that point, and that's probably the only point where mom has to worry about the newborn getting first dibs. And once it shifts over to mature milk, then you know whatever ends up working for mom and baby and um, and the other nursling is what goes. Okay, that's a really important point to to recommend as well. So it it does become limited enough where. Newborn needs to have first dibs, and then after that, then you can kind of come up with whatever plan that fits best. Correct. Okay, cool. Um, Are there times during a mother's pregnancy when weaning commonly takes place? This is so individual for each mother and nursing pair. I was actually surprised with the panelists that you have. Um, They're nursing older toddlers, and, and, and anybody else would tell you, well, at that age, the toddlers would be likely to wean because of their age. Um, I remember embarking on my tandem nursing journey because everybody, my midwife, my OB, and anybody else who knew I was still breastfeeding, they were adamant that my son would wean. So I was like, okay, great, he's going to wean. You know, we'll just do it until he wants to. Um, and I really banked on him weaning during the pregnancy. <laughs> uh, however, that never happened. Um, so I do think that some things such as the child's activity, what type of a nurser the child is, <coughs> sorry, some nurses are, some children are comfort nursers, some are business nurses, they go, they eat, they're done. Um, how much other foods they're taking in and how they react to the decrease in supply and the change in the taste are all factors which may affect when and, and even if weaning takes place. Okay, and all the ladies were totally nodding their head while you were talking as well. So we are we, we actually have a very unique panel where all of these ladies nursed throughout their pregnancies. So um, what what kept you motivated to power through the tenderness and the possible, some of you had a dip in supply and especially the morning sickness in the beginning. Um, Stephanie, you want to start? Oh, yeah, my morning sickness didn't even let up until maybe a few weeks ago. So it was it was awful but I guess I don't know what kept me motivated I love my relationship my breastfeeding relationship with my son it's it's very sweet he's he's not a very affectionate kid so when he's nursing he strokes my face and looks me in the eyes and it's just it's so nice to get that when you have an active toddler so I think that really was a great motivator to you know let him nurse because Sometimes I would tell him no, but... <laughs> for the most part, it was actually very enjoyable. It was. Emotionally. Emotionally. It physically wasn't. And I know for him, he's a huge, huge comfort nurser, so he definitely needs it. Cool. How about you, Miranda? How'd you power through? Uh, for us, we just had a really hard time in the beginning, and so I didn't want to wean him. I wanted him to decide when he's done, and he's, he d- it doesn't seem like he'll be done anytime soon. <laughs> And you said you are how far along? Uh, 20 weeks. 20 weeks. All right. Awesome. About halfway through. 
Wonderful. How are you, Katie? You're, you're the only one who's on the other <laughs> side now. So um, no longer pregnant because you got your kiddo in your arms. Yes. So how did you power through? Um, I've always said from the beginning that we would take breastfeeding one day at a time. I will breastfeed today. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we'll get there one day. Um, my son is also a comfort nurser who never showed a sign of wanting to wean. Um, and that's also the only way he'll fall asleep. <laughs> so if I needed to sleep, I needed to get him to sleep. And um, unfortunately, he still will not fall asleep without <laughs> nursing. So um, it, it's also our special time. He's a very active little guy. And um, he calms down. He snuggles. And that's our time. So um, we still are just taking it one day at a time. So when he's ready, I think... I'll know, but he's definitely not ready yet. That's awesome. Um, Andrea, are there certain circumstances where it will be recommended for a mother to wean while pregnant? So the general recommendation is that breastfeeding while pregnant is not contraindicated in healthy pregnancies of healthy mothers. Um, if we start to analyze the information a bit, we can see that the main concern over breastfeeding while pregnant from a medical perspective is the fact that the uterus contracts while breastfeeding. And so it is assumed somewhat incorrectly that those contractions will bring on preterm labor. This is not something that has been widely studied, but it has been found that the incidence of preterm labor or miscarriage is not necessarily greater in breastfeeding pregnant women than in the general population of pregnant women. This is something, um, obviously, that the breastfeeding mom needs to discuss in detail with her healthcare provider. And I encourage her to do her own research before broaching the subject so that she feels empowered and knowledgeable to what the, the, the healthcare provider is telling her. But I do feel it's important that her and her healthcare provider be on the same page and working together during the pregnancy. Andrea, if a mom has been told to wean by her OBGYN or midwife, what tips do you have for gentle weaning? Is it, is it possible to tandem nurse the older child uh, if the older child weans before the baby's born? So my first tip would be to make sure that the mother and the healthcare provider are making an informed decision, especially if the weaning is not what the mother wants. Um, I think that it, healthcare providers will always tend to err on the side of caution, and uh, a good majority are going to recommend weaning, okay? So secondly, I would consider the time frame she has to work with. Um, unfortunately, gentle weaning is usually done over a longer period of time than a woman who is pregnant and needs to wean out of, let's say, a medical necessity might have. But with time on her side or not, she can and should still wean with love, replacing breastfeeding time with lots of cuddle time and endless amounts of patience and understanding, knowing that this is a difficult process for both the mother and child are probably the most important suggestions that I have. Um, as far as tandem nursing, if the older child weans before the baby is born, most children, you know, when they see the mom nursing the newborn, will become very, very curious and will at least want to try. Um, this is a situation where if mom wants a tandem nurse, she can absolutely monopolize on that. But if she doesn't, she can also, you know, distract the child from doing that. A lot of times the easiest way to distract is to give in to the request and once they're flooded with the amount of milk that mom now has which is, tends to be very copious some of them will be completely grossed out by it and won't want to continue and some will be like woohoo party <laughs> 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 so I think it's important to make sure that you know what you want um, before you give in to the request okay that's fantastic advice um, ladies did your OBGYN or midwife um First of all, do they know that you are breastfeeding while pregnant or did they know while you were pregnant? And did he or she recommend that you should wean or were they like, keep keep on going? Stephanie, what's your person um, saying? I, I saw an OB and um, also a midwife and they both knew, they both saw. 
<laughs> my son's very attached. He always comes with me. It's wherever I go. So, and both of them were perfectly okay with it. They said, as long as you have a healthy pregnancy and everything's going fine. Perfect. How about you, Miranda? I started seeing my midwife while I was trying to conceive. And so, yes, yeah, she does know. <laughs> and no, no worries from from her perspective? Nope. Okay, fantastic. How about you, Katie? Um, the only thing that was ever brought up um, when I went to confirm my pregnancy was increasing my calorie intake. Um, other than that, my midwife didn't bring it up after that. She, you know... That I think probably that. midwives are more <laughs> more used to it than necessarily OBs, but um, not not even your OBs sound okay with it. So that's fantastic too, Stephanie. How about you, M- uh, MJ? Anyone, any of our virtual panelists sharing? Yeah, actually the same thing as as you just mentioned. Um, Shelly, she had a midwife, never suggested to wean. Jessica, same thing, midwife. Um, never recommended that she stopped. Um, one, uh, Jennifer Lavender, she says, my midwife said that if I choose to wean, she would recommend finishing one month or before the new baby arrived. That way um, they were less likely to face jealousy or relapse yeah. issues. Um, other than that, it was just a matter of what they're comfortable with. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Andrea, um, and what would you say, what are the benefits of breastfeeding while pregnant? The American Academy of Family Physicians position paper on breastfeeding uh, has a section about breastfeeding during pregnancy, and there it states that if a child is younger than two years old, the child is at an increased risk of of illness if weaned. It, it goes on to say that tandem nursing may help provide a smooth transition psychologically for the older child. Two points I happen to wholeheartedly agree with. For me, and some of the panelists have touched on this, the biggest benefit was being able to rest while nursing an extremely active toddler instead of finding other ways to keep him distracted or entertained when I was just too exhausted to handle it. <laughs> and ladies, did you... What was your reasoning to kind of keep breastfeeding while you were pregnant? It sounds like you already, this this relationship wasn't ready to go away. <laughs> I mean, you actually, both of you really enjoyed it, both you and your child. Um, and But my question also is, was your goal to ever, you know, even before you conceived, did you ever envision yourself as tandem nursing or um, kind of what, what's... Why Why did you decide to continue breastfeeding while pregnant? So Stephanie, do you mind starting? Uh, yeah, it was, I made the decision long before that I wanted my son to wean on his own. On his own terms is when the relationship would end and he didn't show any signs of it. And I actually do want to tandem nurse if he wants to. <laughs> um, I think it would help a lot with uh, possible engorgement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's always, you know, uh, I mean, I had that last time. So it's a, a, a nice thought that he could help me out in those moments. And I know the bonding that would be present between him and his sister would be pretty awesome as well. Very cool. How about you, Miranda? I never thought I would tandem nurse or nurse while I was pregnant, but then my son was like 12 months and I we decided that we wanted to have another baby. And so while I was trying, I just decided, you know, if I do get pregnant while I'm still nursing him, I'll just let him decide because I don't want to take that away for him just to have just for a baby that, you know, might be. <laughs> Exactly. So, and everything's going okay right now. Are, do you intend to tandem nurse if he hangs on? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, how about you, Katie? Um, similar to Miranda, I never thought I would tandem nurse. Um, I assumed we decided to start trying for a second when he was 15 months and um, got pregnant much easier than we ever <laughs> thought it would be since yeah. I was nursing like around the clock. Um, and 
I just assumed, oh, he'll he'll wean, you know, my supply will drop. And when my supply dropped, he kept nursing. And yeah. so um, now we're five weeks into tandem nursing and um, he is one that is loving the increased supply. Yeah. He is like, this is awesome, perfect. <laughs> um, so we're seeing a little bit of nursing jealousy because um, he has cut back to nursing only about three times a day. So when he sees a sister nursing more often, he um, asks, but he uh, has also decided that the right side is his and the left side is hers. <laughs> so he, um, he does not like if she nurses from his side. How funny. And he tells me that, you know, he'll point to the left side and tell me that that's for sister. And um, other than that, I mean, we're just, again, like I said, we take it one day at a time and hopefully he'll decide on his own when he's ready and I don't have to wean him. You can choose when he wants to. That's awesome. MJ, what are, what are our virtual panelists saying? Um, th- kind of the same thing that our in-studio panelists are, um, that they really didn't think about weaning. They couldn't find a, a way to easily wean um, and that they're you know still nursing now. Um, a- Amy DeVries called her. She says, I would love, um, I would have loved to have tandem nurse, but ended up weaning my 17-month-old when I was about 26 weeks pregnant. Um, my milk must have just been changing. Both her and I were finding nursing more frustrating than beneficial. We both had enjoyed our nursing relationship, but it was painful for me. And she was angry, smacking and biting me and crying, um, things she had never done before. And it's been three months and a new baby will be here soon. I wonder if my toddler will want to nurse again. She still snuggles my chest and signs for milk once in a while. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And Andrea, did you ever in your wildest dreams thought you'd be tandem nursing or is it something you'd been dreaming about? I did not. And, and I have to tell you that I credit, I have a, a, one of my best friends who I had met online at that time who lived in Hawaii and her and I were pregnant at the same time. And she was dying to tandem nurse and I was dying for my son to wean. <laughs> we would talk every day and we would discuss like, oh, you know, she'd be like, yay. She's, you know, she, he's still nursing today. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't. He's still nursing today. But it, it was really, Really, one of the best, best things that happened to me because it was not a decision that I made other than feeling like like he wasn't ready and like it would be detrimental to him if I did and honoring that part of our relationship. And, um, and, and, and I'm w- super duper happy to have spent many, many years tandem nursing both of them. So I have a lot of good memories. Well, wonderful. Thanks so much, Andrea, for being part of our show. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Robin. I love being here. And uh, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Andrea will discuss if nursing affects the nutrition of the unborn baby. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-oh. 
So here's a question from one of our listeners. This is from Danielle Tucker. I exclusively breastfeed my four-month-old, but must work sometimes during the day and sometimes at night. When I have to be away from her, I pump bottles for her caregiver to give to her, but she absolutely refuses them. I keep getting the same advice to try different nipples. I have spent a small fortune on nipples and nothing has worked. Any suggestions? I can't stand being away knowing she and her caregiver are having such a terrible time. Hi, Boob Group listeners. This is Veronica Tingzon. I am an IBCLC, and I am the owner of the Original Comfort Food Lactation Services in San Diego, California, and I'm also one of the guest experts on the boob group. Sometimes if we don't start the bottle in time and don't keep up that skill as an every day or every other day type of thing, they just get enamored with the breastfeeding and they want it straight from the tap. So unfortunately, um, She's just really kind of has her mindset on solely breastfeeding. Um, Danielle, I know that you've tried many nipples and you've um, stated that you have spent a small fortune on different nipples. Uh, It's funny because this question actually takes me back to my own breastfeeding experience with my younger son, who at four months also would refuse to take a bottle, would refuse to take any type of milk, anywhere but from the source. And so um, I also invested a small fortune in many different nipple types. Um, One of the things that I can say is that when we increased the size of the nipple, he actually got it better, but it still wasn't 100% the solution. What actually seemed to work for us was a flip-top straw cup that he can just suck from something that doesn't actually look like it's replacing the breast itself. So whether that's a sippy cup or a flip-top straw uh, straw sippy cup, um, believe it or not, they can get it out. And um, so if they start differentiating between, like, this is not a a mommy replacement, this is just something to quench my thirst or or satisfy my hunger, they might be um, more amenable to take it. Um, but she will end up starting to take it. She won't starve herself while you're gone. I know it's rough for the caretakers. I know it's rough to hear a baby crying and whatnot, but a little bit of patience and a little bit of working on it, and it will start to happen. It did with my son. By the time he was about five months old, he did take not only the sippy cup, but he started taking the bottle as well. And then after that, he was able to go back and forth between um, the cups, the bottles, and my breast. And he actually breastfed until he was two years old. So there was no confusion after that point. I hope this helps. Um, But really, honestly, it's her that's going to make that decision. And, um, you know, you just have to keep trying. And one little tip, uh, try not to escalate the situation by getting more and more stressed out. If you stress out, she's going to stress out more. So try to just keep everything even keel, calm her down, don't force anything, and then revisit. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode 
are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.